good morning and welcome to the church office. Uh, my name is Gavin and it's a joy to welcome back Jules and Andy. Uh, lovely to have you guys on again. Good to be here. And so us back, Gavin. It's great. Oh, it's fab. And, and it was wonderful to, to hear about UCAN and the work that you guys are doing is just brilliant. So today's focus is uh, on church administrators and operations directors. What are some of the challenges that they face in their roles today? So one of you, do you want to kick us off? What are you guys hearing from your members? What are people experiencing in, in the jobs that are tough? Yeah, I'm happy to kick us off. That's a great question, Gavin. I'm, I'm going to pick up on the word today, if I may. So um, it's because it's yeah, who, who would have thought we'd be in this kind of scenario right now. Yeah. So I think for me, thinking of those roles across whatever church denominational flavor they're in, they're they're just, for one, really, really exhausted right now. Because whereas a number of ministries, when churches have had to close, a number of ministries have changed or even closed down or done, you know, pared things down. Actually, for those in church administration and ops, it's just got even more difficult and more intense. Yeah. They've had to um, just learn new skills and take things onto digital. That's been a, for a long time. And as soon as what we're hearing from our members is, you know, as soon as they um, thought, OK, we've risk assessed how we open up safely with COVID and socially distancing and all of that. Did that for a while. Then legislation changed again and they had to change everything. For 18 months, I think exhaustion is the main challenge right now. Um, and the reason I pick on that is because they're, they're not going off on a summer sabbatical. For us in these kind of roles, actually on the back of a, a really tough 18 months in this role, then they're the ones who've got to be planning for after the summer, after people have rested uh, already in these roles, they're thinking about Christmas. Um, yeah. And then about the the you know, summer break when people have had some community and had some holiday, they're regathering. So it for me, I think the biggest challenge is how to handle that when you're exhausted, there is no gap um, and you've got to get ahead on the pre-planning foot and all the time still thinking, we think we know where it's going, but actually it may still change. Um, massive yeah. challenge, I would say. I, I think that's a really good point, isn't it? Yeah, because even people in our in our church office who work for me are saying, you know, can I still take my holiday, you know, even though we've been furloughed or we haven't had the chance to do holiday, are we still okay to take it, you know, and it's, it, we've, there's a, you know, what you're saying there is we've really got to look after those operations and those church administration staff. It has been a really tough 18 months and the responsibility on their shoulders has been a lot, hasn't it, to carry. Um, I, I think you make a really good point and yeah, looking after people is really important in this, in this season, yeah. Andy, what, what would you add into that, mate? Yeah. I mean, just sort of picking up on that 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 summer break thing. Uh, um, it's, I think it's it's a, it's a really crucial point to to hold in the way that you operate as a team at, at church because it was continually the sort of challenge and dynamic that that we had to deal with at, at my home church when I was on team there, and, and I've seen in many other churches is a sense of. Um, certain roles get to the end of, of the, the summer term and it's sort of end of school feel oh, we've crossed the line you know school holidays let's you know let's go down the beach now sort of, of thing yeah and yeah. um uh and and, and then there, there tends to be a uh you know a, a sort of skeleton crew left in the in the in the church office over the summer break with all the things that that, that can't stop and need to be in place um, mm -hmm. And then in September, there's sort of a new school year fear where people bound in going, you know, wasn't the summer great? And, and, and people thinking, what, you know, what summer? We've been, we've been here. And, yeah. um, and although aspects of that 
you know, are bound to be the case. Certain roles do have a, have a particular um, termly focus and, and others don't. Um, my encouragement would be for people to, 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 to be realistic and intentional about how you manage that, because, um, you know, it's never a surprise. We're on this annual cycle every year. And, and I think this year, you know, the, some of the pressures and brain uh, strains and weariness will be greater but actually we do go around this cycle every, every year. And, and it, you know, for those who are listening who, who, who have an area of influence over how the organization is managed and how, um, you know, how staff are encouraged to take adequate breaks at the appropriate time, um, you know, please be intentional, you know, with that. And, and, the, and the sort of leave management discussion is never make sure you use up your quota by the end of the calendar year. It's, it's where do you need to use your leave so that you can flourish as an individual and have appropriate yes. break. And if we can plan in advance for that, we can help the organization manage that, that well. So, um, you know, that was just a, a sort of a throw in on what, you know, that very wise comment from, from Jules there. Um, I mean, I, I, I think other areas, um, you know, we're continually hearing back from people Things are getting more complex you know the complexity is increasing the the governance requirements the you know the, the nature of compliance um it is all getting hard all the time and then you throw in the digital streaming skill set into yeah. them as well and 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 the, the 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 continual uncertainty about you know what are we allowed to do when so you know that that's uh that creates huge significant pressures absolutely um yeah uh, I, I think in the midst of all of that, though, the, the, the biggest challenge that, that, that I see from, from people you know, doing these roles around the country is the same challenge um, it's always been over, over my 15 years in, in church ministry. And probably, actually, if you look back, Bilbiki has always been the challenge. It's, you know, as organisations, are we functioning in a, in a healthy way with yeah. clear vision and with a intentional plan as to how that vision becomes a, a reality. Um, because, you know, we, we experience and see a lot of organisational issues surrounding, you know, lack of communication or misunderstanding or siloed ministry or people pulling in their own directions or, or people just, you know, really trying their best, but, but not being equipped with the clarity of these are our objectives and this is, you know, this is what we're going for, guys. Um, yeah. And um, despite all the changing complexity, that seems to still be the overwhelming issue, and, and I think it always has been. Yeah, no, that that is really helpful, guys. It, it really is. And uh, I, I guess everyone, you know, we're talking about leadership that's needed in churches, aren't we? Those that are leading organisations, those that are leading other staff, uh, needing to to take a role on. Uh, we we got together as a staff team, and we were chatting about, you know, imagining that we were a car. And, you know, as we go forward, you know, as we've kind of slowed down through the lockdown, what do we need to do going forward? What do we need to change in our team in on our car to, you know, to go forward? What's the terrain looking like going forward? Um, and, you know, do we need to change the wheels? Do we need to improve certain aspects of what we're doing? And I guess it's a big encouragement, isn't it, for, for leaders and for teams to take that stock, take that, that, that uh, breath, if you like, and go, what do we need to do going forward? Um, and, and that is important, isn't it, Jules? Absolutely. I love that analogy there, Gavin. Um, and I, I, I think also when we're talking about teams, um, 
my passion is that teams in church are there to equip the whole body for service and that's service you know in the totality of where we are wherever our influence is but also service in the church so the church can flourish um and I, I i just think one of the challenges that is going to come out at us as we look at kind of that car analogy there is it may take a while to get our volunteer teams back now they are a vital part of our team too um i was just reading on the bbc last week something called um the great resignation where they're saying up to in any organization they're expecting 40 percent of staff to resign as a result of what people have lived through and just kind of reassess their life over the last 18 months um and then in, in looking at volunteer organisations, they're saying it may even be more than that. So yeah, actually, yeah. I think when there's been a pause in volunteer teams for at least a year, people go, why was I doing that? Um, and in some cases, some people are still volunteering our teams because they feel they can't leave. And for some people, it's a sense of if, if I leave, then the kids team cannot run next Sunday. So some of our volunteers feel trapped in teams. That's not healthy. But I do think yeah. um, it, normally you get that kind of turnover and it's, it happens at a healthy rate, but a slower rate. But I think for ops and admin, I pray it's not true, but I've just got this sense that our volunteer rebuilding is going to be a massive challenge for us because people, we're not in the case of they're always doing this and then they're kind of choosing to step off. It's actually these teams haven't run for two years in some cases. Yeah. So we're having to re-recruit them. And I think my, my plea, my hope is that actually that all of the church leadership and staff get behind that and don't leave yes. that volunteer recruitment just to those that are administratively dealing with rotors. I think we need to be prepared for it. I, th- I think you're spot on. It was something that I was chatting with our, our senior pastor is that how can we have a season where there is some specific teaching into serving, you know, because those two things have got to work together, haven't they? We, we're saying, you know, church administration, works alongside ministry they're there to support each other they're there to enable and and we need our pastors to be teaching and our vicars and leaders senior leaders to be teaching on serving to be teaching on actually this season we need everyone involved and and we all need to play our part in the one another's together andy what are your thoughts on this mate well again, Similar? I, I i i love ripping off comments from jaws because there's so much wisdom in, in what in what she brings there she's great um, isn't she I mean, I, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that, that you, you've got to look at where the administrative function in a church gets applied to, um, towards volunteer management, because often um, churches don't do that justice. And, and they basically say, the, you know, the administration and operational competency that we have and functionality will just help push things around like rotors and ensuring people know when they've got to serve. Um, you know, that's incredibly vital, but actually now that we've got some really good church management systems out there, you know, like Church Street and others, um, that is actually quite easy, easy now, um, a, a lot easier than it used to be when it was papers yeah. and Excel. Um, the, the, the administrative function then needs to be applied to actually, how do we care for our volunteers? How do we um, help communicate to them in a strong way? How do we envision them? How do we get feedback? from them how do we facilitate the means for other leaders of other areas of ministry to meet with their volunteers and value their their volunteers um, because it, it's it's when it's when that level of administrative and operational competency can be applied to all areas of ministry that you can you can say actually the volunteer the team experience here is going to be a really good experience because we've assessed you know, what do we want that experience to be? Um, 
you know, in, it, in, its, in, in its entirety? Yeah. And where do we need to be administratively strong to fulfill that? Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I, I really do hope that we don't see a 40 percent, you know, exodus of, yeah. of, of, of teams. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's going to be a significant number um, and, it's, and it's going to be a significant number of, you know, people who are hesitant to return to, to any aspect of, of, of corporate church, you know, life. And, and again, we're going to have to support that in an appropriate administrative way yeah. um, and, and I suppose my my you know without going into the details of how that could be approached my one encouragement with that is is the area of church administration or life which often gets overlooked and is not done as effectively as you could do is communication um, yeah. you know, churches they tend not to communicate that well uh, or that consistently. Um, so, you know, if, again, if people watching have got influence over how to handle that, always, always be ringing that bell of how can we communicate? What do people need to hear? When do they need to hear it? In what order do they need to hear it? And, mm -hmm. and, and how can we reinforce that communication again and again and again to, set, to help people realize you're valued, you're supported, and, and, and we're listening to you through this. Yeah, I, I had to share the same thing, Andy. You know, I, I do hope that we don't see that forty percent. I mean, I'm I'm kind of on the other spectrum. I'm like excited, thinking we're going to have huge participation levels. People are going to come back uh, refreshed and excited to try new things and get involved in new ministries. And and I, I guess that's something that we as leaders could be praying for. Uh, we can be uh, looking for opportunities um, to kind of connect people, to deploy people. Uh, we've got some new people that are, you know, parents who are going to be serving in our teens ministry. And through lockdown, they've just got this huge burden that's just grown for young people. Um, and I'm excited to kind of de deploy people into those roles and support them. And, and I guess, yeah, I want to kind of be aware of what God's doing in people's individual lives through, through lockdown, good and bad. Um, and, yeah, I'm hoping there will be that fresh participation. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I think that that, um, you know, and, and I think it's, it's appropriate to be, you know, both faithful and excited about potential, but also yeah. appropriately cautious at this point in the sense of, um, I, think that, I think that there is, a, there is a pace that God wants us to, to sort of walk out of whatever the 2020 COVID reality has been, and the 2021 COVID reality, into probably what this next stage of COVID reality is going to be like, because it, yeah. it's, it's, it's not disappearing. And, and yes. my, I suppose my, my cautionary word to churches would be, um, you know, do, do pray into that significantly and make sure that your autumn programme for 2021 um, looks like what God wants it to look like, not necessarily what you want it to look like. Yeah. Because for so many, my feeling would be there needs to be a focus on restoration recovery and, and healing of dealing with um you know loss and uncertainty and some of the, the the sort of feelings tough feelings that that has thrown up this year as well as a need to to reconnect and be re-envisioned about the church's mission of why they're in your church before we look at active you know deployment um, yeah and you know i i would you know, off the top of my head, my, my sort of gut reaction on that is, is it's, it's Easter 2022, which is the, the deployment time. Um, yeah. my, my guess would be that, that 
a lot of stuff needs to be done before, you know, healthy stuff and good stuff, and it will kill positive stuff, but needs to be done in the autumn, um, yeah. in the run up to, to Christmas. No, I think that's I think that's wise, Andy. Yeah, I can't say I've got hundreds of people knocking on my door saying, right, release me into this ministry. But I think as well, there's a realistic, I was speaking to a, one of our elders who has been working at home all the way through lockdown, has been furloughed for long periods. And he was just saying to me, I feel like I've lost all my confidence, my ability to interact. Um, how, where do I fit? How can I, you know, play my part? And for somebody like that, it's exactly what you're saying. There's a journey that needs to be go on. There's some teaching, there's some refreshment. Um, there's some support that's needed to, to get people back to where we are. And we do need to be careful with our capacity, don't we? we you know, we, you know, we don't just want to switch it back onto where we were before, but actually we do need to build up um, gradually. Jules, have you got any thoughts on that as we've been chatting? I'm so glad to hear you say that actually, Gavin. It's, it's about capacity. Um, it, it's such an important question to us right now, because I, I think particularly for those of us working in Oxford administration, if we're not careful, we end up carrying a burden that God says he's never asked to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is if we, if any church, any organisation just becomes, okay, um, let's just kind of get busy. Let's, and it, it, if particularly if our leaders are activists, it's such a, a trap we can fall into so quickly. And coming out of lockdown, I, I agree completely with what you say, that everybody, there's a period of readjustment going on. And we've been doing this, haven't we? Kind of speaking to each other via microphones and on screens. And actually, it's just, I don't know if you're finding it, it's just quite tiring to be back in 3D with real people for a while again. So I think my, my plea is if we go into n- not even normal activity, activity, but program activity and doing a lot of stuff to be busy again. And if we do that too quickly, it is exciting and understandable, but if you strip all of that back and go, who's got to actually carry that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the day, a lot of it falls to the admin and the ops teams. So one thing is vision casting. This is where, as Andy said, we need to be listening to God on how quickly and what, and what is our key priority in our church for the sake of our community, what God wants us to be doing. We need to know that and do that first and do that really well and not add on lots of busy work because otherwise I think what will happen is the admin and the ops people will they will feel that sense of coming out of the last 18 months there might be financial challenges there may be volunteer challenges there'll definitely be capacity challenges there'll be energy challenges motivation all of that stuff they've got the challenge to sit with and then if the church program is too um, active and too busy too quickly they will be in that position of thinking, I, I've got to do that because everybody's ready for program and activity and, you know, good things. Yes. Yeah. But they've got that they're in that place of, you know, unbearable tension, to be honest, of there isn't the volunteer or even I'm not motivated as an administrator. All this stuff is expected. Um, and I think to answer your, your original question, that is one of the big challenges for us that according to this role, we really need to be careful to check ourselves not to have that martyr spirit of yeah. I'm speaking to myself I hope I'm not projecting yeah, me too guilty here yeah <laughs> it goes in the territory a little bit of the yeah. you know I'll do this because it's God's work and there it's exciting and I'll do this even if it breaks me and Jesus says no actually that's not a spirit I want on administrators it's not meant to break you so it's the early conversations with leaders to go what's the priority what's busy work what's the timing and have yeah. that agreement otherwise Admin ops will step in and do it, even if it feels like it's going to kill us. And that's not right. 
Yeah. I mean, to, 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 to reflect that back with your car analogy, Gavin, and, and again, I, I, I love the car analogy, but um, what, one of the things that, you know, some people who don't use their car very much go, but it doesn't need to be serviced every year because it's only done a few thousand. And, you know, th this past year, our cars have only done a few thousand because we haven't been able to drive anywhere. But actually, um, you know, inactivity of a car can cause rubber seals to deteriorate, quick, you know, quicker, um, I mean, I know nothing about, you know, <laughs> mechanics, but, but, but the things which are meant to be lubricated can get bunged up and, and, and it actually needs some attention before it can get up to speed again. And, and I, I think there is that sense with, you know, with, with looking at what's our infrastructure, what's our capacity, what's our energy levels, you know, what's our level of enthusiasm and, and can we, you know, can we get ourselves serviced and appropriately ready before we, you know, yeah get up to full speed again <laughs> no i think you're absolutely right and what you were saying about healthy organizations you, you want these conversations to be honest don't you with leadership teams and admin and ops teams to go can we realistically do this because you know when when leaders come with faith and ideas and enthusiasm you know we can sometimes feel like we're the handbrake that's going whoa and and it can be quite hard in those situations but you know we can see it sometimes negatively but actually that can be a positive thing in those things so actually let's slow this down a little bit let's put the car in for a service let's do the work that we need to do going forwards you know somebody assess the terrain and give us some some feedback on where that's going to be for not not just the next month but the next year uh, and and to have those kind of longer conversations it is important yeah yeah i mean absolutely because the if if you are if you're asking those sort of questions out of a uh, a spirit of negativity or uh, I just don't think this is going to work, you know that that's one thing that that's not particularly helpful. But if yes, you are asking yeah. those questions out of I want to give this the best chance possible to work, mm -hmm. um, then that's a great conversation because you you're saying to your senior leader. I'm for you. I'm for you. The vision it excites me. I want yeah. this vision to become reality what's it going to take to, to you know to do this um yes. and um i mean I, i've been this huge fan of this um of this book and this set of teaching called the four disciplines of execution for yeah. for, for, for years um it's a completely secular book but i mean it, it's a book I, I was listening to the i mean i've read it loads now but i was listening to the audio recording on, a, on the m11 at some point and i just found myself weeping bursting into tears on the motorway listening to a secular management book <laughs> because I, because I, I, I heard God's voice in it, and and yeah. I heard God say, yeah. I want my church to function like this. Yes. And part of what what 40x is, as they call themselves teaches is, um, you know, there is limited capacity as to what you know what you can get done with excellence, what you can get done in the most effective way. So a really helpful question is, you know, what are the fewest battles we need to engage in to win the war? Which in yes. effect is, you know, what are the least you know, the, the, the least we can do, what, what are the fewest things that we can do to have the most impact on our vision and objectives? Yes. And so often churches plan the sense of, what are all the things we could do? So many great ideas, let's do them, do them, do them, do them. Whereas actually, you know, a disciplined approach to, to getting a job done would be saying, you know, we don't have limitless capacity. What's gonna have the most impact, the most leverage over what we're trying to get done? And can we focus on, on that and you know I, I, I would think if there's any if there's any one question that a um, an ops or admin team member should be trying to ask their their wider team to consider going to the autumn it's you know 
what's our capacity and, and therefore what you know what's what are the fewest things that we can focus on mm -hmm. to have the most impact against our our vision and objectives this this term um and and let's start with that yeah that's that's excellent mate yeah that book is excellent isn't it I've, I've enjoyed reading it and going back to the car analogy one of the things that we talked about with our team is that um the the different staff could actually be sat in different seats in the car so before you were sat in the front and you were navigating and you had a particular role but actually you may feel like you've you know you might not even be in the car actually because you've been furloughed or you're sat in the back going I'm in a different seat now I'm now responsible for comms or I'm now responsible for some of these tech things and there could be that real uncertainty in the car uh, and Jules what are, what are your thoughts on you know administrators adapting to different roles and within this whole process have you got any advice for people in that? Um, I think my starting point would just to do a, give, give a massive huge kind of heavenly round of applause really to all the administration mm. and ops people that have adapted I think honestly in churches up and down the land they have done things they never even had on their job descriptions and they've done them really well they've learned they've failed they've tried again you know so we are hugely adaptable as a gift in the church and I think everybody just needs to go yay me in, in a right way you know through the right lens being humble but go yes I've surprised myself because I've adapted um, and that's that muscle has been flexed really so I think advice would be um, keep going keep adapting because we're, <clears throat> excuse me, we're not, we're not going to go back. It's not like there's been COVID and it's been different for a while. I'm convinced we're not going back to as church was pre-COVID. So I think we're still on a journey where the adaptation may be a little less rapid. There might be more time to be thinking things through. Um, but church is going to need to continue to adapt. And our role, our functioning church, has got to keep being one that adapts and challenges in a good way. Um, and I, I think to link in my second piece of advice, we have to look after each other really, really well now. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah. something I've been saying in my team recently, particularly when there's pressure around these roles, you look for encouragement and you model it, you give praise. And, you know, if we're not getting any, we have to model it and do it. And yeah. what I'm saying to those around the ministry leaders is right now, when there's a moment of pressure in New Wine, we've got our digital event in three weeks. So it's big, massive pressure. Yeah, it's you know, so actually right now, leaders, it's either you find ways to encourage and praise or you keep quiet, please. And that's what I'm saying, because at this point in time, find the little typo. It just there is no capacity. People are they just need encouragement. So I'd say, well done. We've adapted. Keep going. But actually, let's find and call out the positivity, encouragement, praise, that Barnabas spirit of encouragement yeah. to enable each other to keep going. Yeah, and the yeah. three themes that I'm certainly living at the moment. I think that's great advice. Yeah, I, I, that's really encouraging. And I think also to to add just slightly to that is that we need to also encourage our, our elders and our lead pastors, don't we, and our senior pastors, because they are going to feel it in a different way coming back to, you know, it's been very hard, isn't it, for them to assess how healthy is my church? Who am I building with? All of those questions are really difficult to answer. What What teaching do I need to now focus on? Um, so they've got huge responsibility and, and they need as much encouragement as, as we do in, in our roles, don't they? Can I pick up on that for a second? Saying that yeah. I'd even say right now that perhaps those roles need even more encouragement than we do. And we've got a role to play in that. And the reason I say that is because we, we're going to go back into function and team management and all of those things. Actually, our elders, our pastors, our vicars, 
they are walking back into all that we are, but also they have got to pastor the grief. And they are, I, I can't, I, I'm glad I've not been called into that role, but I think as those working alongside them, we need to pour huge encouragement into them. We need to be praying for them. We need to be working really well alongside them. We need to be taking what load we can off them so that they can pastor their flock because there are depths of kind of pastoral challenge that I think our main and senior leaders are going to have to deal with in the next yes. 15 months that isn't our role, but they, they are going to be having sleepless nights because of the people they've got to be having conversations with. Yes. They yes. don't need yes. us to be honest with you, making their job harder. Yes. So yes. I think all of us, you know, in, in these roles, let's do what we can to take things off them, to have communicate brilliantly well. We're not praying for them then we need to start praying for them. But yeah, we've got to encourage those lead roles. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Andy, I know you've done uh, so much work on, on you know, first chairs, second chairs, working together. Um, and, and obviously this is a very specific season that we're in. How can, you know, how have you encouraged people in ops roles and church administrations to get behind their leader? We're talking here about supporting them and prayer. What other things have you got that we can do as church administrators to to get behind our leaders? I mean, it, it's it's absolutely crucial, and, and and I think it's I think it's crucial for for ops leaders to recognise it as as central to their calling. So you know, when I when I function as ops director of my local churches, um, I, I my primary calling wasn't wasn't to be there to to help the church administratively run well. Mm -hmm. It was yes. there to help senior leader thrive in their role by yes. providing the support that they needed to, to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's so important that that conversation and relationship develops between you know, an ops leader, particularly if they're in a sort of second chair organisational role and their first chair senior leader, where they realise, I am for you, um, uh, you know, uh, I love you as an individual. I love you as, as the leader of my church. Um, I'm excited about your vision. And, you know, and I turn up to work so that you can lead well. Um, yes. And, and continue, you know, reinforce that. Reinforce that by um, how you are with them, how you speak with them, how you pray for them, and also what they see you do in their, you know, in your role. If, if you can do that, then, then you've opened up the, the, the dy dynamic of being able to, you know, be a critical friend to them at points, to be able to challenge them about, you know, I see where you're going with that, but have you thought about this? You can do all of that if you've got that strong relational basis of, I'm, I'm here, you know, for you and because of you. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and, and my, my picture in, um, in ministry, and again, I've, I've come back to this, you know, loads in previous UCAN talks is, is um, Aaron and her holding up Moses' arms, you know, in the battle against the Amalekites. Um, you know, the battle is won when the senior leader isn't isn't getting weary and collapsing. Um, yes, you're one of those ways in which their arms are are, are held up, and and you know, you know, re reinforce that. Um, I think from a practical point of view, it's it's therefore putting in the time to have the conversations to to say to them, our capacity isn't limitless. So, you know, what are the priorities um, yes. in this yes. next season? What will it look like for you to thrive in your role? And therefore, what do I need to deliver to enable that, to, you know, to be, be the case? You know, can we risk assess together what are the issues that we see in the team or the organisation that's going to need some attention from us? 
of where do I need you to play your role as the senior leader and where do you need me to handle this for you? Um, yes. And can I spot any of the pitfalls that we're about to walk into um, so that we can actually not walk into that? Because, you know, at points when, when people are weary, you know, then they fall yeah. over a bit in the pitfalls. Um, if, if, if you can avoid them, you know, there, there's no issue, you know, when you get there. So it, it, it really is, it's, it's appropriately, you know, appropriate advanced planning, the right pace and the, the you know, the practical sense of we're, we're navigating this together, um, you know, which is helpful. And, and again, to go back to your, your car analogy, you know, so yeah. much mileage in that car analogy. Actually. There is. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, whichever, whichever seat that you're in in the car, you know, please do make sure you are all sitting in the same car and, and, and <laughs> driving the same direction. You know, don't, don't yeah. go in different cars, different, different, different places. Um, yeah. Because, you know, that, that's not, not the way to get the journey done at this point. Yeah, that's good. When I brought it up at the team, one of, one of our team members said, you know, uh, God's like the sat-nav, you know, who's going to map out the route for us. We've just got to follow the direction. He's going to make our path straight. And the, yeah, the car analogy can go, yeah, really really far and and people can it's helpful isn't it to have an illustration to talk around because you can say i think i'm here in the car i'm sat here in the car this is what i observe in the car this is what i think we need to change and it, it starts a conversation which which you know creates that healthy organization which is which is great but you've got you've got so many good points there um which really relate into our heart and our attitude you know uh you know from the cutting edge conference when you spoke on this topic I was just convicted again of how am I, what's my disposition to my leader? How do I serve them? How do I think about them? How do I pray for them? Um, and I guess, Jules, now is a good time to reinvest in that because a lot of relationships have been on Zoom or on phone. They haven't been in person. You know, there could be some distance that could exist between relationships. Um, how can we encourage folks listening to this to, to make a start on some of these things? Yeah, it's a really great point. I think to quickly diary some time in is a really practical point. Yeah. Because, as I said before, it's very easy just to get into busy. Um, but some, what I've certainly found is that actually I've had, had to have regular touch points. Yes, it's been on Zoom, but with my senior leader, had to have those regular touch points just to be reacting to everything. Um, and if we're not careful, we can go as we meet together and there's some semblance of some kind of normality returning of letting those drop because it doesn't feel like an urgent season. Um, but I would say we've got to put some hard work into the relational, not rebuilding because, you know, I hope if we're working well in our roles, that relationship will, we're always putting work into it, but I'd yeah, say intentionally yeah. just reinvesting in that relationship again and relationship in our teams. Um, and I'd say in, in terms of heart and attitude, it's you, you've got to get to know how the other person ticks so whatever your choice of model, whether it's Enagram or Disc or Myers-Briggs or Five Voices, there's a whole bunch out there. At some point, we need to understand what makes our senior leader tick. Yes. <laughs> and I don't mean put them under a microscope and criticise, not that at all. But actually, if you can both use the same kind of tools so that, you know, and some, the, the, my current leader that I work with in New Wine, we're actually almost the same profile in everything. So that working relationship is a dream, to be honest. My previous, um, when I was an ops director, my previous senior leader, we were the absolute opposite. So yeah, yeah. it wasn't until we completely understood that and did that work, we used Colour Insights and DISC, that we knew how to communicate with one another. Um, and I would say that that is really vital. It's respect for the other person. It's never understand them so they can become like you. It's the opposite. It's understand yeah. them 
so that we know how we need to be communicating with them, how we need to be behaving around them so that they flourish. So time, just kind of, yeah, reconnect is really important. And if anything slipped in your understanding of them, your understanding and taking responsibility for yourself, I'd say do a bit of hard work quite quickly just to kind of remind yourself, you know, who they are, how they need you to communicate, how you yes. need to encourage them, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's great. There's like a resetting, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, that's that's useful. Um, I suppose if you've got a leader that, that where relationship is working, you know, I, I guess there are going to be cases where people where it doesn't work, where things do go wrong, where there isn't, the leader doesn't see the same importance as reconnecting. They just want you to get on with the job rather than, you know, align hearts and align priorities and things like that. What, what advice have we got for people who might be in that situation where it can be quite difficult? I mean, I, I, the, the ultimate advice is, um, and it may be a bit too late for this bit, but the ultimate advice is, don't let it get to a stage where there is relational yeah. difficulty and and please therefore anyone who's got influence make sure you, you're doing line management well and yes. team management well keep people aligned and together and communicating well establish a staff charter um you know set some expectations about vulnerability with each other and feedback and, and open to do all of that stuff invest in team relationships because it's the most significant thing you can do and yeah. you know we, we saw that with Jesus he invested in the team relationship with the disciples yes, he did, yeah. it's, it's what got his priority um, you know if you're in a situation where team relationships have been strained and, and people are, are not um, uh, on the same page at the moment um, you know a couple of quick things on that um, uh, you know really open frank conversation is the best way to do it so um, yeah. you know in a timely fashion now meet together and say something's not quite working here I am for you and my calling is to see you thrive but we need to we need to look you know look at this and, and get on the same page as this yeah. I, I remember from you know I, I was fortunate in always having a really positive relationship with my senior leader um uh, leaders over the years but i remember that the the most difficult and and upsetting conversations i ever had with them were the ones i never had and i was driving home from work going oh you know this person really annoyed me to, today in their response to that and i, I found myself thinking yes. no they didn't because i never spoke with that and it's it's how i thought they were going to respond which has yeah. upset me um, yeah so you know yeah, always good. have the conversation um talk things you know talk things through um and and help yourself to be aligned about the right way work way forward if you need external support find someone make use of your trustees um if you've got trustees church wardens if you've got church wardens or or external organizations if that's helpful but you do this all from a sense of i am for you i want you to thrive um, and therefore, if things are not functioning well at the moment, we need to talk about that and agree how to go forward. And ultimately, you know, you are my church leader, you're my line manager, and we will go with the way that you decide. And I will implement that to the best of my ability, because if there's ever a case where I can't do that, um, I will be exiting from this because, you know, this role exists to help you thrive. Um, yeah. and, and I'm not going to be any part of you not thriving. Um, so again, you know, it's 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 about being open, vulnerable, 
with each other, loving each other, and 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 therefore being intentional. How is this going to work in the optimum way? Yeah, that's that's really helpful because I guess whenever there's conflict, there's 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 cravings on both sides, isn't there? And I think I I always try and remember it's like eating a sandwich and you've got cream cheese. You're the last person to see the mess that's already all over you. Um, and actually, you, you do have to say, you know, the starting point for me is you know what where do I need to change you know I've got some thoughts for you and I've got some feedback for you but yeah you know let me hear it from you how can I be uh, you know be different to support you how can my attitude you know what are the things that you see in me uh, and and that's where the gospel is so transforming isn't it you know we we know we're sinners and we need grace and we need grace in our roles and uh, and that that carrying the gospel with us is is key in our work as a toolkit to sit down and say Let's work through this. Let's resolve this. We love each other. We love Christ. And he's going to do a work in us as much as he is going to do work around us as well. Um, mm. I love that. Let's let's finish off our conversation talking about resources and, and things that we can uh, point people to or, or in, encourage. Uh, Jules, what are you, what, where would you send people to um, to refresh them, encourage them? Just, to, you know, helpful things that we've talked about today. Where would you go? Yeah, so... Um... Great question. I I have rather than individual books, I, I've got a whole pile of books over here. I tend to have yeah. four piles of books at the, the same time. So um, don't judge me. But I, <laughs> I'd say um, in terms of resources, always have something that's making sure that actually um, we're resourcing ourselves as first and foremost as a disciple of Christ. So for me, it's all, it starts there because th- some of the things you were just picking up on there, Gavin, um, what's it like to be on the other side of me is a question that I think is a really yeah. helpful one in any working. And actually, I know I've got blind spots because uh, the Lord isn't finished with me yet because he's yeah, gracious. Right. Um, yeah. But to do some investment on that. So obviously, yeah, the Bible, but also to be investing in reading. So I've got a couple of books going on, one from John Tice at the moment about beautiful resistance and not compromising in a culture. Um, so that's just that's you know, that's my season at the moment. Um, I'm reading on that. Then some of the things that we've talked about at the moment about team dynamics, one of my go-tos is Patrick Lencioni. Yeah, you know, he's got a wealth of things yes. from a table group. Yeah, yeah and he's uh, got it. Here we go. Five dysfunctions of a team. Um, about team working, there's one that I keep finding myself going back to at the moment, which used to be called the three signs of a miserable employee. I think they rebranded it. <laughs> okay. Negative. It's a good name. Um, yeah, it was. It, it's not named that anymore. But it basically says as people are coming back in, it's a brilliant read. It's an easy read. Everybody in any organization needs to know that they are valued and what they do contributes to the bigger picture. And everybody also needs individual feedback from the person that has positional authority over them. So I'm just reading that again, going, ah, there's some key things in there that as we're working in teams, just to kind of refresh and remind ourselves yeah. and feedback's really important. Um, and the other one that picking up on that first chair, second chair dynamic that we've chatted yeah. about. Today, yeah. It's a great book. It's not a Christian book at all. Coach of mine recommended it. It's called Consigliere. Um, okay. And it's, it's basically looking at in, in kind of um, organizational language, um, what it's like to be the in the second chair position, but they're all different flavors of that. So it's knowing yourself as you work alongside those that are in the spotlight. Um, and I, I'm just finding dipping into that one again, really great resource. Uh, Tony Morgan is any of his books on life cycles of churches, the unstuck church. It's almost like <laughs> it's like we planned it here. <laughs> it's not so they're kind of my go-to resources and. Also, kind of a digital resource. Uh, if anybody hasn't come across Giant Worldwide, 
um, they have a whole thing called the Ascend program. Just Google Giant Worldwide Ascend as well, S A S C E N D. Uh, they've got a, it's a whole free leadership program. You've got things in there like Five Voices, 100% Plus, all free. That's just a great resource, actually, um, for any of us in these kind of roles. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Andy, what about you, mate? You've got you, you've got books lined up there. Yeah, I, 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 I love the Consigliere one though, because the, the, the Consigliere is is the ops director of the Mafia Don in, in The Godfather. And I always said to my wife, <laughs> you know, if I wasn't a Christian and wasn't in church work, I'd be really good in the Mafia because I'm, I'm I, I, you know, I, I'd be really effective at making decisive decisions which have impact. So yeah, you know, organized that, crime. That, yeah, that, that could be a fallback career for me. Um, two, two, two quick, um, um, uh, yeah, two quick resources. And um, we spoke about this earlier. Four yeah. disciplines of execution. I love it. Um, the, the beauty of this is you don't actually even need to read the, the whole the whole book. I mean, it's great. Um, and uh, and there's an audio version as well. But there's a it's like a forty minute YouTube clip by its author Chris McChesney speaking at a conference years ago um, to church leaders about this. Um, and it's it's such a good watch. I mean, I watch that regularly just for the, the entertainment factor of it. So, you know, do get into 4DX. Um, and then a bit of a shameless plug, but, you know, um, Sharon Clark, um, uh, you know, has published this book with UCAN, it's yeah. called Sheets and Prophecy. Um, this is this is a, a realistic and encouraging um, book about what it is to be in church ops and administration. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, it's a great, it's a great read. We were so pleased to find Sharon and produce this with her. So um, yeah, do get hold of a copy of this because it, it will encourage you and actually will say, yeah, someone has been where I've been in these scenarios and this is how they approach them. Yeah, guys, great recommendations. Uh, love that. And thank you so much for your time. We'll call it a day there. And uh, I know we want to get you guys back again. You've got so much uh, wealth of wisdom and experience that we can draw in and learn that I'm, I'm sure our listeners are just going to love it. So uh, really, really thrilled to be able to partner with you guys and, and do this together. Um, is there anything that you'd like to say on UCAN before we go? Anything that can you just go through the web address, Andy, just so people know where they can go yeah. and get sure. resources? churchadministrators.net very simple and um and again it's it, it's called that because of the uh you know the focus on on its you know it's the administrators it's the network and and um yeah so head to churchadministrators.net um uh you know do join us if you want to be doing this as part of a, a membership network but can we also say that we are huge fans of what you're doing at, at the, the church office gavin and, and kind. it is just this massive delight every time we get to get to work with you so thank you so much for inviting us we will we will happily be back if we're invited again oh you will definitely be invited mate yeah no it's a real thrill to be able to do it do it together and, and thank you so much for being on and um, if you've got if you're listening and you've got any questions and um, then please do send them in i will happily forward them on to these guys or if we can answer them that we will uh, that's questions at the churchoffice.co.uk um, if there's anything that you uh, have been affected by then then let me encourage you go and talk to somebody about it if you if you haven't got someone to talk to then then please get in contact with us or you can uh, we don't want people to serve on their own and feel isolated you know we want to encourage you and resource you in your work so please do get in contact i know that's all of our hearts to do that um, so love that guys thank you and goodbye for now Cheers. Thanks, thank you bye bye